0: Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance, might just sway your mind.
1: Here, we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinion on if a show is worth more than just one shot.
0: I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this week will be The Secret World of Santa Claus.
1: So your first thought, unless you're Canadian, is probably, what the hell is the secret world of Santa Claus? And how is there a holiday television show for you to review? Those two questions also were my questions. They weren't mine. Because apparently there are Christmas shows, like at least a half dozen of them. Yep. Christmas TV shows, wild. And as for what the show was, it was one of those holiday shows that Canada has that they just like show an episode a year or like a couple episodes a year every I. E. year
0: monster by mistake that other canadian holiday show we reviewed
1: because apparently canada just does that they just do holiday shows and like progressively release more episodes year by year which is ridiculous canada what are you doing
0: <laughs> we just make holiday specials of shows that are already running and maybe a movie
1: Movies make sense. They don't expect you to come back next year.
0: No, no, they expect you to come back next year. It's just for the next movie. Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Halloween Town 3.
1: Halloween Town High?
0: I think 3 is high. I don't know. Uh, I, I think there's only 3, three or 4. I, I, don't, I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah. But this show is from 1997. Yeah. And the first episode is entitled The Magic Pearl, which, um... I read a synopsis for the show when we first heard about it, and the synopsis made this sound way cooler than it was.
0: You mean you read a synopsis of the show when you first heard about it?
1: Oh yeah, because I've been dancing around it unintentionally. Like I said, the show is unfamiliar to you unless you're a Canadian, or unless for some reason your name is Justice, and you for some reason have memories of this show.
0: So, we were talking to people and trying to get suggestions for the holiday season, and a canadian friend of ours was describing the show but he couldn't remember the name of it we were just sitting there talking and i was sitting in the same room as josh so he knows i didn't fucking google anything i didn't i was just sitting there and he was talking i was like i think i know this show and i don't know why and we're just sitting there and like i asked him is it the secret world of santa claus He's like that sounds right so josh fucking looked it up and it was the exact show he was talking about i just knew that for some reason
1: i don't know why you have like remnant memories of a canadian show that never aired during your childhood but sure
0: i don't either i was just like that's the secret world of santa claus i know that for some fucking reason
1: yep so the show opens with a theme song the theme song is garbage yeah uh i could i don't i couldn't really understand most of the lyrics because they were underneath the sound of the volume of the like music The music
0: yeah it was very bad like the balance was bad
1: and also i have one other comment to make here and that is we get the first like animation for the show and most of the animation's okay.
0: Yeah, it's pretty just like classic late 90s cartoony animation. It's not
1: bad. It's not great. Except the reindeer. The reindeer are nightmare fuel.
0: Yeah, they're not They're not pleasant to look no,
1: at. No, no, they're nightmare fuel. They're beyond not pleasant. <laughs> like, they're terrible.
0: But uh, I do remember two lyrics from the, like, two little things of lyrics from the opening. One is, um, as shiny as an icicle, I want a yellow bicycle with a stripe. But, like, it's something along those lines... And in the song, it comes across like a demand, not like a request for like a present. It comes across like a demand. It's like, oh no, fuck you, Santa, you're going to get me a bike. It's going to be really fucking shiny. It's going to be yellow and there better be a fucking stripe. And then the last line. So all of this is pretty higher octave, like not super high, but higher. And then the final lyrics of the song just suddenly drop into like this bass tone. It's just Santa Claus, I love you after like 3 3 seconds of no more lyrics and it just drops all of a sudden to do that it's just like yeah what
1: uh, yeah i just want to go back to the reindeer real fast because their noses take up like a third of their face and like, no, their, enti- like an actual reindeer. their entire upper lip. Yeah, re- reindeer noses are big, but like these go like way too close to their eyes.
0: No, I- I'm aware. They do not look pleasant.
1: It kind of looks like they're wearing a face mask. Yeah. But like the reverse of chin strapping, they just have it above their lips.
0: Yeah. So we start the episode by kind of panning down from the sky to where we see what could be a bunch of children. Elves. They're elves, elves. obviously. And playing penguins. on ice,
1: they're playing with penguins and a polar bear. Yeah,
0: so as we're coming down, I'm like, oh, they're playing hockey on ice, the classic. No, they're they're playing soccer on the ice. Yes, which just seems entirely unsafe.
1: No, they're all magic, so it's fine.
0: They're not. I don't think they're all magic. Oh, they all appear be. to have their own form of magic, except for that one elf who never does anything magical in either of these two episodes ever.
1: Okay, look, they're all. He's just ma- a
0: coward. They're
1: all magic. The polar bear and penguins are magic because they can talk. Mm-hmm. The one elf is magic because he transform into animals.
0: Tra- transform into things.
1: Does it transform into anything other than animals?
0: Yeah, it transforms into the castle in episode two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And then there's an elf that can fly. Yeah. So and we
0: have- And then there's
1: the third elf who has the magic ability to be a coward, like you said. Yeah.
0: So we have a polar bear who's wearing a scarf and a little red hat. oh we have a penguin who's just like wearing a scarf. And then we have the best character who sadly gets no characterization either of these two episodes. And it is a penguin wearing like an old-timey captain's outfit for a boat. He's adorable, and we never see more of him, so I already hate this show.
1: But I do want to just mention, the elf that is a coward, that is a magic ability, because (laughs) it means that he can't block warriors. Cowards can't block warriors. That's an ability straight out of Magic the Gathering. He has a magic ability.
0: So this has been the review of The Secret World of Santa Claus, and uh, Josh is going to continue with the rest of it, because I'm done.
1: (laughs) I don't know why you're done. I thought it was a good joke. I don't know. He's signaling me to continue. Like, he's not going to do do anything here. I know how to get him back on the mic.
0: I'll punch you in the fucking face.
1: <laughs> I told you. So
0: they're playing soccer, and the first instance we see that the elves have magic besides assuming they're just normal being elves is they, one of them kicks the ball towards the goal, and the elf who's guarding it turns into an elephant and is then scolded by another elf, the only female elf, so classic Smurfette syndrome here who's flying around and then she scolds him for using magic
1: while she flies around
0: yeah because they promised they weren't going to use magic when they were playing
1: and the other you get upset because they did promise they weren't going to use magic and then santa shows up in the middle of their game and he's just like i have a surprise for you guys
0: and one of the elves goes oh a surprise they're the most surprising things because this is a kids' show so we have weird dialogue
1: the surprise is he has the first christmas letter of the year and he gives it to the polar bear to read well
0: whoa, ha- whoa 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 I let you have Santa showing up before we change scene.
1: Okay, technically we get evil Santa.
0: Yeah, and we definitely don't go to the polar bear open. That happens in a different location.
1: In a secondary location.
0: But you really shouldn't go to an old guy with like a weird beard and odd outfit too, but whatever. It's a polar bear. I'm pretty sure he's safe in a secondary location, okay?
1: A polar bear is safe in a tertiary location.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we see this... He looks like a knockoff version of this, Santa obviously, but also his head shape and just like the wildness of his beard, like if we just trimmed that down to just be a mustache, as my brain immediately did, he reminds me of a knockoff Dr. Robotnik for some reason.
1: So my notes say specifically, also there's an evil Santa that wants to ruin Christmas, like some type of hybrid Gargamel meets the Grinch
0: yeah that also tracks and with him he has a not elf i think he calls him a troll at some point
1: yeah it's not until episode two we find out he's a troll santa calls him a troll Mm -hmm. so until then i just call him evil elf and evil santa
0: same but the only difference this evil elf has from the other elves is instead of large pointy ears he just has large human-esque ears which feels worse like that, that just that feels like it sucks like he can't go into like the village that is apparently here we see in episode two and like hang out with people because they're just gonna make fun of him for his ears and apparently he can't go to the else because they're gonna make fun of him for his ears is that what ben stiller felt like growing up
1: <laughs> that's a very wild ben stiller shot like you're just out of left field i don't know man pretty sure that was like uncalled <laughs> ben stiller if you ever hear this i apologize for my brother That was rude and uncalled for
0: i think i remembered like a bit from like a family guy episode i was exposed to once or some shit i
1: think that's not an excuse it popped into my head fuck off it's not an excuse Eh. anyways then we go to a secondary location with an old man in a white beard Mm -hmm. and we find out the polar bear's name is balbo Mm. and santa's like here you can read this letter which can i just say terrible coal i i think it's pretty common knowledge that bears have terrible eyesight
0: they also you know don't have thumbs
1: Yeah, like, all in all, terrible idea to get the polar bear to read the letter.
0: Yeah, so it is the first Christmas letter of this year.
1: Also, his name feels like if you were trying to say Bilbo, but you had a lisp.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these names are more french
1: i think oh that makes sense yeah because this is like a french canadian show yeah and this is dubbed into english
0: yeah Yeah. oh which is kind of obvious because right before they open the letter we cut back to Grizzlebeard, the evil santa and he's just he's extremely happy which at first feels odd because it's christmas and santa's doing stuff and apparently he hates santa no no he's happy that christmas is here because now he can ruin christmas
1: I mean... Honestly, makes sense. Like, I'm if, cool with that. If your only goal is to ruin Christmas, you can't do that for the other 11 months out of the year. Like- exactly.
0: So, I get it. But this is where I noted in my notes how bad the ADR was. The ADR is so, so bad. And, like, at times, the leveling for the ADR is also an issue. Because some things are just way quieter than they should be. Like, we'll be talking at normal level and just ADR quality will just suddenly lower and then come back up. It might just be where we watch it because you can find it all for free on YouTube. It just, it's there. Yeah. And that's where we watch it. So it might be that. I know there's a fucking DVD collection of this.
1: I think you can buy it on Amazon Prime as well.
0: Yeah. So there might be better quality out there, but the one we were watching, the ADR quality was bad as well as the ADR matching to... Lip flaps. So do you remember what the first
1: Christmas letter wanted for Christmas? Dancing flowers.
0: But they would like a backup of the dancing flowers in case the first dancing flowers break.
1: Cool. I can't believe you actually remembered that. But yeah, so... The bear reads the letter and just as he finishes reading this letter about dancing flowers, a penguin comes in with a bunch more letters. Yep. And he's like, "It's so heavy this year. We have so many letters." And then they try to make a dancing flower, but the toy machine is broken.
0: Toy machine's not not broken.
1: No, not yet. My bad. They, they don't they,
0: they go to make it and then they go off to do something else. That they go upstairs for some fucking reason?
1: Yes, that is correct. I don't
0: remember why. They head upstairs. So, Gruzzlebeard, or GB as I call him, which, why not? His plan is to oh. steal the toy machine so they can't make toys. They
1: go upstairs because they're going to read through all the letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then come back down. And...
0: So, Gruzzlebeard watches them do that stuff and then head up. So, he's like, now's the perfect moment for me to steal the toy machine so they can't make them. Which will ruin Christmas. And when Christmas is ruined, Santa will be gone. Can I
1: just state one thing here? Yeah. The toy machine has eyes. And, yeah. And seems to be sentient.
0: No, no, it is sentient. It is definitely sentient.
1: Okay, cool. So, hi- so hold on. That that means, spoiler alert for the episode, when the toy machine breaks later, it's not just like it broke, they literally killed yeah. this toy machine. Yeah. For a children's show, this has way more wanton murder in it than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Anyways.
0: So, in closet cartoon fashion, grizzlebeard and his evil elf accomplice... Sneak up to Santa's workshop, which I'd like to point out is just like a glass dome. So I just constantly refer to it as Santa dome in my notes.
1: I call it the compound.
0: That works too. <laughs> so they sneak up on it in classic fashion, by which I mean they dive into the snow and we never see them because it saves so much on the animation budget. And we just hear sounds as they apparently hit trees here and there. And they, they say ow and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. They then decide that the best way to get into the workshop
0: <laughs> is to dig under the dome. And so... Which I'm pretty sure that was the plan to escape the dome in the movie The Dome.
1: I don't know, never seen it. It's been a while. What I do know is that somehow, instead of just going straight forward underneath the wall of the dome and into the dome, they get looped around, because cartoon logic, Yeah, and end up in a lake.
0: They end up under a lake, and during the whole digging process, Grusel Bear just like, I don't know how moles do this, it's so tiring. And so then their plan, instead of digging through the last layer of earth, is to use a firework that they call a rocket, but it's clearly just a firework, to blow up the last bit so they light it and then they gag they realize they're way too close to it so they're passing it back and forth and then it blows up
1: well it's because they don't expect like just dirt they expect dirt and then like yeah concrete flooring of some sort so they're like we need explosives
0: so they pass it back and forth it explodes you have that classic cartoon thing of look they're all burnt and crispy and then we hear a the ground falls away there and water just floods in and shoots them out like they're in a um geyser geyser yeah
1: more importantly though The lake disobeys the laws of physics. Typically, if you have a hole and, like, it goes down, once it gets to a bend, the water will stop going, like, further because it comes to an equilibrium, but this entire lake drains past the bottom of the Mm -hmm. hole's opening. Like, where the hole is, it drains below that opening, which is impossible because it forms a U-bend. The entirety of the lake drains out? Yes. Like...
0: Oh, see, I didn't notice that. I was just like, it makes sense that the water would get through there enough to maybe launch them out because you have a pressurized system over here with a higher pressure. So it pushed the water down until the water was equal with the opening to the mm-hmm. hole. But it goes past that? It goes all yeah, the way down the it hole? It goes
1: past the opening of the hole.
0: Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's cartoons. The lo- the physics don't have to make sense, okay? But I just didn't <laughs> notice
1: that. Yeah, so like you said, they guys are out, and then the troll is like... I don't know why we just didn't use the front door. They normally leave it unlocked. And then Russell Beard is like, is that why you weren't digging?
0: Why didn't you say something before? And like hits him on the head, and then they go in the front door
1: yeah they manage to sneak in but they're almost immediately caught when santa and the crew decide to head home for dinner
0: but they're not caught they hide behind the toy machine
1: yep so evil santa manages to steal the but, uh, machine y-
0: y- there was a thing that i just found vaguely disturbing because when he gets inside he- they don't really sneak they walk in cruzabill sees the toy machine and just runs over and equivocally starts dry humping it <laughs> while gloating about how he's going to ruin christmas it is It's weird, especially given the fact that the toy machine is sentient.
1: So, okay, we have at least two straight-up murders in, in this episode, and we have sexual assault. Yeah, like, I
0: don't know why they chose the animation that they did. It literally involves him thrusting his pelvis forward into this machine as he, like, clings to it.
1: Yeah, not the best. Canada, what are you doing? This is a children's show.
0: So they, they steal the toy machine and take it back to his house where he plans to well, destroy it, yeah, use they, it for his own evil purposes. Their initial
1: go here is they try to destroy it. Like, they just hit it with stuff. Well, no, his initial thing is... If I knew how this worked,
0: I could cause so much chaos, basically. He sticks his hand in a hole, it smashes his hand, I mean, he pulls his hand and then he tries to beat it with a hammer.
1: Yeah. And then when he realizes the hammer's not going to break it, he's like, fine then, I'll just play terrible guitar. His plan is to melt it with his melting metal music. Anyways, the really, really terrible guitar music draws it's, the attention and ire of Santa Claus and gang.
0: Which, honestly, I understand, because it's not like it's just metal music, so it's evil and bad, it's... Someone is revving a weed eater and occasionally you get cognizant chords over the sound.
1: He's a really talented guitarist because he can make it sound particularly like a weed eater or like m- a motorcycle trying to start. Not
0: a motorcycle, like a moped.
1: Like a shitty motorcycle trying to that start. That works too. Not starting. Yeah. Trying to. And you know, he
0: doesn't have it plugged into anything, so I don't know how he's doing this.
1: He's got an ant build-in.
0: I mean, that's possible. I just want to know what fucking... Settings he has it on like how the fuck is he getting that
1: he has it on weed eater mode <laughs> oh okay that, that tracks so they go to visit Grizzlebeard, and Grizzlebeard refuses to open the door for them because he has their toy machine can i mention yeah, go ahead. two things
0: so santa and his peeps are hanging out eating in the most misophonia triggering chewing noise ever literally is the most disgusting chewing sounds i've ever heard in a cartoon and I physic, fiz- I-, I hated, it. I hated it so much. But then they see slash hear aggressive beard, and they're like, "Oh, we'll go over there." And they leave Santa's place via a giant slide. That mm-hmm. just takes them all the way down to like where the lake is, which there was no slide by the lake before.
1: There's also no lake anymore. Yeah. But there isn't a scene because cartoon. mm -hmm.
0: And then they walk to Grizzlebeard's from there.
1: So the elf that could turn into animals, turn into things, turns into a bee, right? It's a bee.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, first, Santa people show up. He bangs on the door. Grizzlebeard's elf. Troll. Troll. Goes to answer it. And then he's like, oh, shit, it's Santa. So he goes to Grizzlebeard. Grizzlebeard stops playing, walks to his door, doesn't open it. And it's just like, oh, was my music too loud? And Santa's demanding that he comes outside, which don't get me wrong, obviously girl's old beard is the bad guy here, but as no frame of reference for Santa's actions from the Santa perspective. Yeah, but he's I, demanding a lot here. And, I, and then I'll, then he commands one of his elves to break and enter into the guy's home. Okay,
1: so you're assuming breaking and entering is a crime in the North Pole. But I think more importantly It's still
0: bad courtesy.
1: But but more importantly, I think you're not making the same assumptions as I am here. I just assume Santa is effectively the monarch of the North Pole. So when he's like hey open your door your your options aren't I'm going to keep my door closed your options are open your door because he has monarch power Okay
0: monarchs are still inherently shitty so
1: Yes Ruling classes are inherently shitty.
0: Yeah, so I, I still I still got problems with Santa. I've always had problems with Santa.
1: Anyways, the, the girl elf then spots a grizzled beard escaping out the back of his house with a toy machine, mm-hmm. and a chase scene ensues.
0: On a snowmobile. That sounds very much like the guitar he was playing.
1: Almost like they recycled a sound effect. What?
0: So yeah, there's this chase scene, Santa's insisting he gets the toy machine back,
1: and then the machine falls into a ravine and breaks. Well, we do need to mention Santa is flying on his sleigh. Which is pulled by three different nightmare deers. One is Rudolph, you could tell because his mask that covers his entire face is red. Yep. And the other two have black noses. What happened to the other five rein the other seven reindeer? six reindeer six reindeer we will never know which two reindeer are these we still don't know
0: i have a hypothesis though because in the opening we do see that a child gets a reindeer he's just giving them away
1: but he, the child is getting a baby reindeer yeah a baby nightmare fuel yeah eh, yeah so santa gives chase Drizzlebeard beard runs eventually the the toy machine falls into a ravine And it breaks.
0: Yep. So the elves are all upset, except for Thorin, the female elf. And she's just like, yo, bros, do you not know anything about Santa? The machine's powered by a magical pearl. It's one of Santa's secrets.
1: It's the title of this episode. Didn't you know? So they just need a magic pearl. And so the shape-changing elf and the flying elf girl accompany Santa- shape-changing elf stays back?
0: Yeah, he's the one that builds the machine. Okay. Coward
1: elf goes. So, coward elf who can't block warriors, mm-hmm. and Thorin, flying elf girl, and, and the bear. Santa, and polar bear, decide to go to the Cave of Crystal to get a new magic pearl. Yes. Meanwhile, Gruzzlebeard yells at his troll by not having a backup plan because it's the troll's fault.
0: Yeah, so they plan, and and then they see Santa leaving, them and they go, oh, we're going to follow him.
1: Yep, so, quick note, the, the Cave of Crystal is, the entrance to it is underwater.
0: And the reindeer can just breathe underwater. Not Santa can't. Not Santa or the elves. They get a little dumb over the sled. But the reindeer breathe underwater. Which just leads me to believe the reindeer aren't actually living creatures.
1: I think more likely...
0: He made them with his toy machine. His magical toy machine.
1: That's a good... That's actually a good guess. Because that's
0: how he makes gifts. Never mind. And we've seen him in the opening give a child a reindeer. And we know he makes his gifts with his weird toy machine.
1: I was just going to assume that the reindeer were like fifth dimensional beings who could exist outside of the realm of the physical world. No,
0: I think Santa's... Just bad at designing things. So that's just what he thought a reindeer looked like. And he made bad reindeer.
1: So they come up out of the water into this cave. And once they're in the cave, they're walking around and the earth is shaking. And so, ca- Coward Elf is Coward Elf.
0: Coward Elf and Polar Bear are both cowards and decide to stay back.
1: Until and then there's they, more
0: shaking. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, I guess we should follow because it's too scared to be by ourselves.
1: Turns out the cave is protected by the Abominable snowman, mm-hmm. which is just a very large snowman like when we
0: first see him he's just a very very large sneezy snowman who doesn't look evil or anything he just appears to be sneezing a lot
1: i know abominable snowman is typically like an equivalent term to yeti or Mm -hmm. bigfoot but no in this case it's literally just a big snowman yeah so
0: they end up running and hiding in like a crevice
1: and the cave we see outside the top of the cave they like come to this area where there's a big opening and the cave is apparently on a tropical island that's just in the north pole somewhere Oh, and then no, a giant... No,
0: no, no, that, that's, that's accurate. I read the DC comics. That's where Mark lives. <laughs> and he, then... He lives in the middle of, like, a glacier in, like, the northern... In the Arctic Circle. You fall through it. You go all the way down. And it's like Paradise Lost. You have no, dinosaurs. That, no. That's
1: the middle of the Earth. He lives, in the, he lives in the center yeah, of the yeah, Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But you get there by going north. He, he lives in hollow Earth. Yeah, but you get there by going north.
1: Yeah, but this is them coming up.
0: Yeah, they just went... Farther down, and then came back up. You didn't see how far those reindeer fucking spent. They can also survive so much atmospheric pressure.
1: Anyways, a giant bat then appears and grabs Thorin. Yeah. While making dinosaur noises.
0: It makes pterodactyl noises. It's a giant bat, which makes sense for the context of the cave initially. But now they're in this lush forest area with no visible opening. so even if they're still in a cave, you see no top. The bat is giant, not just in comparison to the elves, but in comparison to Santa. So it is literally a giant bat. It looks like there's some giant flowers in the background. So at first it was like, oh, are they just tiny compared to this land? No, no, no. Because then they're around normal trees. Mm-hmm. But so the bat grabs her, carries her off to a giant nest, like a, a bird's nest.
1: And it's on like a giant, like towering earth plateau thing. Yeah. That's curvy and has loops like something out of dr seuss
0: something out of dr seuss or or tim burton designed it
1: yeah but it's just a giant like cliff
0: and what do you know she finds a pearl in the nest
1: yeah she does
0: and then she flies away because she can fly
1: because she was the worst person the bat could have grabbed
0: yeah so then the bat starts chasing her and they just go around in circles forever with the bat never catching up because she's as fast as or faster than the bat but cannot think to fly straight yep and then eventually santa and his other companions grab a tree have her fly straight towards them, and when she passes, they let go, and it hits the bat, and it goes flying backwards.
1: Yep. So now we get to move on to murder time. The second murder. We already killed one sentient creature this episode. Yep. You know, I feel terrible for that toy machine now. Yeah. It's like, it starts his day by, like, just getting to hang out with Santa and his friends. It seems kind of happy to do so. He gets to make some toys, which he seems happy to do. Then he gets sexually assaulted, assaulted. Kidnapped. And then beaten. murdered. Yeah, beaten and then murdered. Yes. This is a children's show. Ugh. <laughs> So, for no reason, once they're back in the cave, Santa decides to antagonize the giant snowman. Yeah, Um, because
0: he sneaks past him initially. And then he, like, makes a snowball with snow that he has to get from outside the cave.
1: And causes the snowman to chase him until it runs into a wall and dies.
0: Yes, and they're all happy about that and start to head out.
1: But then, it, then the giant snowman reforms into a bunch of tiny snowmen, so it's not really dead. It's just, like, if you took a big worm and cut it up into, like, pieces.
0: Yeah, so before, the only uh, aggressive thing we saw from the snowman, which wasn't really aggressive, was he was still sneezing. And he accidentally sneezed, like, it seems like he accidentally sneezed a giant snowball at them. Yep. But now, they kind of, like, make, like, an angry chuckly noise.
1: And they chase the giant crew.
0: Yeah, and they start actively sneezing at him to shoot him with snowballs. Before this, it only seemed accidental and that it was like a sick giant snowman. But yeah, now I'm rooting for the horde of tiny snowmen because Santa just tried to kill them.
1: So the snowmen corner them, but the reindeer show up to save them just in time. Then the snowmen reform into the giant, abominable snowman, mm-hmm. which chases Santa into the water. And if you know anything about snow and water, Water is, by definition, warmer than snow, and the snowman melts mm-hmm.
0: and dies. But it's fine because Santa and the reindeer are headed back to the workshop, and then we see Grizzlebeard and a submarine who uh, decides to follow them.
1: He's a submarine that's shaped like a guitar.
0: Yes, and is operated by troll bike power.
1: So, Santa and crew somehow end up inside a giant carnivorous well.
0: It just shows up and swallows them.
1: Yep. And it's carnivorous well. You can tell because it doesn't have, like, bristles. It has, like, actual teeth. Yep. And they escape the well, but then Grizzlebeard and the troll end up in the well.
0: Also, Grizzlebeard is in the air for some reason because of a flotation device.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Grizzlebeard and his troll get spat out onto an iceberg, but their ship is gone.
0: Yeah. So, it destroyed their ship, but not them, or they left their ship and then were immediately spat out.
1: Yep. So the Santa and crew make it back to Santa's compound where Jordi, the elf that can transform things, has made a new machine, which they just need the pearl to power on and to turn into a living organism.
0: Yep. So they do that new toy machine. Everything is fixed.
1: And they make a bunch of dancing flowers. Yeah. Yay. That's the first episode. Justice, what's your take on the secret world of Santa Claus?
0: Honestly, the best part every time was the Grusselbilt parts because they felt more like just an amusing cartoon. Yes. Because one, he was the classic cartoon villain. Also, he had like the quirky cartoon music in the background during his parts. And then when it was ever like Santa and stuff, it was like trying to fuse like classic quirky cartoon music with Christmas music and it was bad. Mm hmm. But uh, I, I don't want to watch this.
1: No, neither do I. Like, ever. I would rather the secret world of Santa Claus remained a secret to me. Yeah. Anyways, onwards to episode two, The Twelve Labors of Hercules.
0: So as we get started here, the first thing to point out is the episode card for this one. It uses the same font as the magic pearl, except for some reason the twelve looks hand-drawn and like they left justified the the.
1: I just love that you're not correcting me.
0: I have, Did you say the 12 labors of Hercules? I did. Okay. Anyways, it's the 12 labors of Santa Claus, because obviously if it was the 12 labors of Hercules, it'd be you're, better.
1: You're right, my bad. It's the 12 labors of Heracles. I accidentally angolonized his name.
0: Yeah. And we all know that the original basis for Heracles is actually Santa Claus or Santacles as he was traditionally called <laughs> in Greek.
1: You know, this this episode would be way better if that was the basis. If the basis of this episode was that, Her- that the legend of Hercules comes from Heracles comes from Santacles. <laughs> God, that would be such a good episode. But no, that's not what this is at all. So instead, we get the terrible opening music with a terrible mm-hmm. animation.
0: And then we immediately start with like
1: three dudes. Being pulled by a dog sled. Well, like in a a, snowstorm. A
0: late nineties, like tense rock guitar opening, or like sad rock opening. Like it's this kind of tense suspense guitar bit.
1: It reminds me specifically, not of the opening music from the X Men show, not the da 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 like some of the transitionary music they would use in the background.
0: Like, Like Oh, this is this is like an episode where the sentinels show up and everything's gonna get fucked up.
1: Yeah, like background music from the X Men cartoon. Yeah. God, that opening theme song is so good. Fuck me. So I was like, oh shit,
0: this, this episode is going to be dramatic. It's going to be better at least. And when we start with that, we see it's, it's darker. We see some sled dogs pulling a sled with three men on it. And then we're to the Santa Dome.
1: And we get an exterior shot of Santa's compound before we enter the building. We find out just through like people talking that they need an order of 1,300 bears with red hats.
0: Yeah, because bears are popular.
1: And then Thorin calls the other elves because... Calls to the other elves because Santa's acting weird. Yeah. And so she has the other elves come upstairs with her to meet Santa in which, his office. Which
0: they go upstairs by walking over to a platform below a hole and then they get beamed up. And, and the bear tries to follow them because he was just watching the tiny bears being made. Mm-hmm. But he gets there too late and doesn't get to go upstairs.
1: I thought that would actually like be a B plot for the episode.
0: Yeah, no, it was just their excuse to be like, and here's why you don't see him this year.
1: So we cut to the sled dudes. They're still traveling. Mm-hmm. And they come upstairs, and Santa is sitting at his desk, being snowed on, mm-hmm. and, like... doesn't notice they all show up at he's all. He's just frozen. Like, not, yeah. like, physically frozen, but, like, unresponsive. And eventually he responds to them, and he's like, I've got a letter, and it says three people are coming to visit us. Three very important people. They're judges for the International Santa... Association? Something, something like that? Something, yeah, something... Yeah.
0: And they're like, what, what's that about? And he's like, every hundred years... I have to do the 12 tough tests of Santa's tasks to prove I can still be Santa.
1: Meanwhile, Grusselbeard is building a ditch for no obvious reasons.
0: A ditch is not the right word. It is a trench. It is half the man's height. It is a trench. He is making a random trench. And it's not just through the snow to like make a walking path. The snow is only like maybe a foot, not even that. No, he's and then it's digging. Just dark brown earth.
1: So he's digging this ditch, this trench, trench. and the judges, oh, they're employed by the International Santa Claus Society. It's society, okay. They come across Grizzlebeard and like, can you give us directions to the fastest way to get to Santa's compound, the North Pole? The North Pole, they say the North Pole. And he's like, yeah, this is the fastest way. Why do you need to know? And they're like, oh, we're here to judge Santa. And if he fails, he's no longer Santa.
0: So now Grizzlebeard is all giddy and excited.
1: He's like, well, I know what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah what's that the same thing we do every day destroy
0: santa so then we're back to santa and his group they're heading towards the village at the north pole mm-hmm. and all the elves are worried they're just like well what, what happens if something bad goes wrong what, what about that and santa is just like don't worry i've got this or my name isn't santa and <laughs> Thorin starts
1: crying <laughs> because if he doesn't have it he's no longer santa and he's just like it's actually oh, the funniest joke, joke. It, and he's just like oh in these two episodes
0: forwarding."
1: it's a great joke so then the judges show up and the elves meet the judge santa's somewhere else the elves meet up with the judges and the and the judges tell the elves that they need to tell their employer that he needs to meet them at the square at noon the next day and he can't be late yes Meanwhile, Gruffalo Beard is busy looking for a book in his "quote unquote" storage. Yeah, he, which, which is just, a library. He's just trying
0: to find out more about Santa. He's like, "I got this. Yeah. This is gonna."
1: This is my my favorite part. Is he refers to it as storage? Yeah, but it's like a legit library. It's got bookshelves and like a rolling ladder. Oh legs. yeah,
0: there's so many bookshelves on and he just ladders.
1: Like, I know I have this book somewhere here in storage. Yep, the book in question has a list of the twelve tough tasks. Which is what they always call these labors. They never use the word labor in the entire fucking episode. Yeah. Even though they spell labor wrong in the title card.
0: It's not wrong. It's just spelled with a U. That's fine. (laughs) I'm just being facetious. So then we go to the next day and Santa shows up five seconds late, which the judges aren't happy about, but... They'll cut him slack. What is he doing
1: that, what is he doing that he's late at all? Like he knows this is a thing that happens every hundred years and he can't even bother to like get up a little early and make sure he's there at like eleven forty five.
0: He is a seemingly self employed guy who probably has his own schedule set up and gets to keep that very consistent schedule for like a hundred years at a time I could understand if he sleeps to like two
1: no 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 because this happens every hundred years he knows this happens every hundred years yeah yeah he should have been like preparing for this for like the last three weeks at least he doesn't know we're not
0: told if it happens on the same like day every hundred years they could just be like it's the first day of the hundredth year test and then they could be like it's the last day of the hundredth year test
1: my bad you're right for first day of year 99 to the last day of year 100 he should be prepping for this test
0: oh that's very true i don't know why he isn't
1: anyways like you said he shows up five seconds late but it's okay the first half of the test is just a knowledge test Mm -hmm. he is asked four questions
0: how many stockings are hung up for christmas every year worldwide
1: 1.3 billion but like he actually gives a full number down to the last number Mm -hmm. i didn't get that what is
0: the maximum speed allowed for this led you go on the night of
1: Christmas. It's the maximum legal speed, but it's three thousand miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Where was Santa's bag made? Fairbanks, Alaska. And what is the largest gift ever given? So, and this one, Santa doesn't remember. He's blanking. He's mind spacing. So, like the elves go behind the judges, so the judges can't see them. Mm-hmm. And the elf that could transform into things turns into a castle.
0: Yeah, and it is Sleeping Beauty's castle. So Sleeping Beauty exists in this world, and Santa gave her, or her parents, or whoever owned the castle, the castle.
1: So, in addition to Santa being late, Grizzlebeard also woke up late because he had planned to, like, ruin all these tests.
0: Yeah. So, he's upset with his troll for not waking him up sooner.
1: Well, he's upset with his alarm clock.
0: And the troll. Yeah. And so, he rushes there. That's all we get from Grizzlebeard here. So,
1: the, the next labor, which if we're counting each individual question as its own labor, the next labor, labor number five, Santa has to read a child's mind and then use magic to create the present that that child wants. Yes.
0: So, he's staring at this child and he's like, okay. Just okay. the
1: first child he encounters in the mm-hmm. village
0: a sailboat she shakes her head he's like fuck
1: they're like you get up to three tries yeah
0: so he's like a skateboard still no. and the judges are like you're not gonna fucking make it basically he's like wait give me and then he makes a sailboard
1: yeah and it's like in neon green and shit yeah it's a sailboat and a skateboard and she's like oh that's exactly what i wanted yeah so that's five of the 12 labors done so next well then we cut to the elves standing underneath a tree but Grizzlebeard's in the tree with his troll, and he's planning hes planning to, like, swap the answers out for the test with yep. wrong answers, so whatever Santa says will be wrong according to the answer key. Um, and the elves are like, we heard you say that. You better not be planning to sabotage these labors." And he's like, what?
0: No, I would never. No, I
1: was saying nobody should do that. Not that I was going to do that. Yeah. The judges then tell Santa that the second half of the tests our physical part mm-hmm. and the, the elves cannot attend those and they're going to be later in the afternoon he needs to meet them in like the forest or some shit that was
0: the next day cuz we see a like tiny little bit of training happening like physical training i,
1: I was pretty sure it was later the same day but anyways yeah we,
0: we didn't get a training montage of sorts he's punching a punching bag for some reason cuz apparently being sent involves punching things
1: yeah, um, like I said, training monta- montage of some sort. Except the like every action Santa does is followed by a line from an elf, like encouraging him. Yeah. So it's like a training montage if after every exercise you saw the person doing, you had to get a terrible voice line. Um, anyways,
0: the elves eventually tell him, "So we can't go with you, but we'll hide in the forest and make sure Grizzlebeard doesn't do anything."
1: Speaking of Grizzlebeard, he's currently attempting to bribe the judges to just fail Santa. He's like, "Look, just." Here's this book. It talks all about Santa. And they're like, we can't be bribed. Fuck you. And they walk
0: off. No, he's like, I get you. I get you. So we talking straight moolah. Mm. We we can't be bribed. He's like, "Fuh."
1: Yep. So task one, then, is a sleigh obstacle course. Santa has to get in the sleigh, ride it down a hill, and go through an obstacle course.
0: Honestly, I don't know why he needs to be on the ground. Sounds dumb. He flies. Mm -hmm. Also, this isn't really a test for him, is it? It's really just like, are your reindeer in good physical condition?
1: Yeah, two of these are reindeer condi- ra- reindeer test. Mm-hmm. Also, for keeping track, this is task six. Yes. So, Grizzlebeard's troll takes a rope, ties it to a tree, and attempts to like stretch it across the path of the obstacle course to stop Santa's sleigh, trip the reindeers, so on and so forth. The elf uh, I had his name a moment ago. Jordy. Jordy transforms into Geordie a figure. And Woodpecks the rope, snaps it, Troll goes flying. because Starts the...
0: rolling down the hill, builds up into a snowball, and then runs over Grizzlebeard and they both like smack into a tree.
1: And Santa is successful with his downhill obstacle course. Yes. Task seven, then, is to make a magical toy that appeals to both boys and girls. Yep. And Santa's like, well, that sounds very hard. What if I just made a magical toy that appeals to boys and a magical toy that appeals to girls and put them together? Yeah, which...
0: Instead of using his powers that he used on the little girl before, where he changed a magic spell and made her toy, he is now at a computer designing the toy, and then it comes out of the toy machine.
1: And it's just a train with a doll drive as the conductor. Yeah. Judges are disappointed
0: because it, it's just that, and they're just like, and then Santa doesn't, doesn't whistles,
1: and it starts driving around on its own. Yeah. And
0: um, Grizzle Beard, who was watching from the outside of Santa's dome, was just like, "No, we're so close." Which, yeah, he was, because that's a shit fucking toy, Santa. You know what you could have done? Because it was the 90s and there weren't there wasn't a huge boom in home video game consoles you could have made a video game console because those were originally made for both boys and girls it was just american marketing that targeted it towards boys because they could only put it in one aisle you're santa you're not constrained to capitalism in aisles
1: Anyways, we move on to the third task, which Santa has to fly his sleigh, and he has a very short runway to take off, and while flying, he has to pick up a sprig of mistletoe out of a tree. The top,
0: from the top of a tree.
1: And then come back around and land. So Grizzlebeard ties the sleigh to a tree to prevent it from taking off to begin with. Yeah. Um, Jordy turns into a woodpecker again. Snaps the
0: rope. Literally repeat of last task. Except instead of now becoming a giant snowball. Beard and his troll, who we get on him at some point, but I don't give enough a fuck's. Yeah. He just gets tied to the tree.
1: And in case we're keeping track, which we are, this is task eight. Five is the little girl. Six is the slay obstacle horse. Seven was the toy. Yeah, this is task 8 Mm-hmm. And then we get to the final task, which is nine tasks. Yep. Nine. Not 12 labors, nine labors. Yeah. This is the most infuriating part of this entire show because- No, no, no. no.
0: See, this is actually task 10. His actual fifth task? sixth task was to just not bring the elves with him it was one of those trick questions just to see if he could follow instructions
1: so the final task is called the chimney test he has to climb up a building mm-hmm. then down the chimney deliver the presents and back up out of the chimney and to the flag on the ground all within 30 seconds mm-hmm. and the because chimney is like this is a very complicated in-depth task. He gets three tries. Mm-hmm. So the first try is ruined by Dudley stamping. Dudley. Oh, Dudley. Dudley. Dudley is, is the name the, of the troll.
0: Yeah. He, he stamps on Santa's hand. Santa falls down and he's just like, guzzlebeard's troll stepped on my hand. There's like,
1: we didn't see it. Doesn't count. I mean, doesn't matter. Yep, go again. S- second attempt, Dudley throws a giant snowball at Santa.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's like, he did that. And they're just like, we didn't see it. Go again. Stop making excuses.
1: Final attempt, he makes it into the house, but then is tied up in the house by Grizzlebeard and the, and the troll. Mm-hmm. Um, the elves save him, though, and he makes it out just in time. And he gets to the flag but he has like five, 3 seconds left and he sees a child who's standing
0: in some icicles and some children cuz this is happening in the village some children had showed up to like cheer for him and they're just like
1: yeah Santa, go so instead of stopping at the flag where he's supposed to stop he runs through to save this child from falling in icicles and the judges are like well you didn't do it you failed even though stopping
0: at the flag was never part of his directions he just had to get back to the flag in the 30 seconds which he did yet they continued to count
1: Mm-hmm. But they they decide that because he saved a child, it's fine. They give him a diploma that authorizes him to continue acting as Santa for another one hundred years.
0: Yeah. So then we see Grizzlebeard and Dudley the Troll on top of the roof, and Grizzlebeard's like, "I gotta put up with this guy and his friends for another hundred years."
1: And Dudley's like, "That seems like a long, long time.
0: time." Which this this implies Grizzlebeard is also immortal.
1: Yes, I think everybody at the North Pole is immortal. I don't. I don't know. But anyways, back at the Santa compound. Santa thanks the elves for their assistance with the task, and he rewards them with presents. Yep. The presents are like flying crafts, kind of like airplanes, but they're powered by sparkles, and yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the end of this episode. The end of the 12 labors of Santa Claus.
0: You mean the 9, maybe 10 if we stretch what the task
1: is? 11 if we count showing up at noon as a task. True. There it is.
0: That is. So those are both tasks. And then actually, they planned the icicle falling and possibly killing the kid.
1: The fact that you have to like make this <laughs> much of a stretch to like get to twelve labors <laughs>
0: is a problem.
1: Uh, there's nine, and that's <laughs> if you count each individual question.
0: I know. Justice. I know.
1: What do you think of the secret labors?
0: No, 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 no. You can go first. I went first last time on this one.
1: Oh, okay. Josh, what do you think of the secret world of Santa Claus? Well, I think that as a concept. The idea of having a holiday show that you can rely on getting new episodes of every year and can build a family tradition around is a brilliant idea. Okay, okay. The Secret World of Santa Claus is garbage though. Nobody should watch it. Our Canadian friend said he had a crush on Thorin when he was a child, which is really fucking weird. And this show is the embodiment of that sentence. I had a crush on Thorin as a child. That's the embodiment of the show. Because the entire show is really fucking weird. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, Alex, I'm calling you out. So,
0: um, it's just it's just not good. I don't think you need to watch a TV show for
1: Christmas stuff. If you want to start a Christmas tradition based watch, around watching something... Watch
0: the Rankin-Bass Claymation stuff.
1: That's what I was going to say. Watch the Rankin-Bass.
0: Or hell, fucking watch Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer or some shit.
1: Rankin-Bass Claymation Christmas movies are literally the peak content yeah. of Christmas content. There's nothing better than Rankin Bass. I will fight a bitch.
0: But yeah, no, top of the list, watch Rankin Bass. I guess for like a mid to Christmas thing, I watch Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer.
1: Put one foot in yeah. front.
0: And you know the what? Other. I hate to say this.
1: So you'll be watching. Watch any out lifetime Christmas
0: movie and then maybe watch this.
1: That's what we're going to do later this month.
0: Yes, that is, that is a thing we plan to do. It'll be more enjoyable than this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it will be. Anyways. If you want to contact us and maybe send us your Christmas lists, I mean, you can, but it's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. But if you want to, you can do that by emailing us at copilotsreview at gmail.com.
0: You can tweet us or find us on Twitter at copilotsreview.
1: Or you can find both of those links as well as a link to our Discord on our website at copilotsreview.simplecast.com. And if you want to... And you're filling up to it, you're in the Christmas spirit, and you just want to leave us a good review. Or a bad review. Preferably a good review. You can do that by using whatever podcast app you're listening to us on and leaving us a review on there. iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher. I think we're on all of those. Yes, yeah. and if, Spotify. If you, yeah.
0: And if you've left a review and we've just never mentioned it, we probably haven't seen it because there's a bunch of places where you can listen to podcasts.
1: But you know the best way to make it, make sure we see it? Send us an email.
0: Yeah, send us an email with, like, a link to it or some shit.
1: Contact us on Discord.
0: Tweet at us, and we'll check it out, and we'll mention it on here. And if you don't want us to mention it on here, you can also email us to tell, you to tell us to never mention your existence.
1: I mean, you don't have to tweet us for that to happen. We'll just never mention your existence.
0: Or will I, Fred?
1: Anyways, thanks for flying with us.
0: Please fly again soon.
1: one foot in